This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd and welcome along to this podcast. And this week, Kel the guitarist chose an absolutely amazing band to shine the spotlight on. I'm talking about the Electric Light Orchestra. Kel Jenkins told us all about the background of the band and we played some of their most memorable tracks as well, including Mr. Blue Sky, which is absolutely epic. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back into the show and uh, music chat with our uh, special guest once again. Joins us this week, uh, guitar player Kel with another classic album. How are you doing, Kel? I'm good. How are you? A little bit sad. Yeah, I know. News. That news of, of Burt Bacharach. Uh, we've lost an incredible songwriter. Just yeah. a few uh, minutes ago, the news broke. Of course, uh, American uh, singer-songwriter composed more than 500 songs during his career. (laughs) We played one of them to open the show tonight. I said a little prayer, but, you know, um, Walk On By, Raindrops Keep Falling On My Head, uh, that uh, theme tune to the movie Arthur, lots of the Carpenter's material. I mean, a real genius genius of a songwriter. Oh, without a doubt. And I think his style kind of almost transcended music in the time it was written in. A lot of it was kind of very 60s and whilst it has that 60s feel you listen to it now and it just sounds as fresh and as relevant like yeah. the, the the track you played at the opening it just sounded sounded amazing and i think it's a real testament to just he he encapsulated the art of what it is to be a songwriter and Definitely, to, yeah. to be able to write music and melody with such with such beauty such passion that takes the listener on a journey and takes you to a different world and he connects so much because of that and um yeah, very, very rare. And, and you don't hear that kind of quality uh, kind of nowadays, I don't think, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree with that. But anyway, what a career. 500-plus songs from the incredible Burt Bacharach. And in our second hour, we'll probably drop a few more of his melodies into the show. Now then, getting down to business with Kel's classic album. What have you chosen this week? Yeah, well, this this one's kind of come into a little bit of um, Kel's classic artist. So we're going to talk yeah. about Electric Light Orchestra, ELO tonight. ELO, a bunch of guys from Birmingham, I believe, uh, from yeah. from the Midlands, who um, just turn out some incredible music, and you know, um, really kind of put the, the the cellos and the strings yeah. and the violins into their kind of rock sound. Yeah, very much so, and um, heavily influenced. By the Beatles, which we'll kind of come on to a bit later on and talk about that in a little bit more depth. Yeah. But I think it's hugely popular in the 70s, but it was that big, big sound that they had. And also their live performance was something else as well, because they really brought theatrics to their live shows. And I think they were the first band to have lasers yeah. when, when they were playing. And and I think the thing with this, similar to, to Burt Bacharach to Away, is their music's timeless. And they've, they've had a bit of a resurgence in the last couple of years with songs like Mr. Blue Sky, which have been on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which has brought yeah. to a new audience. They played at Glastonbury a couple of years ago and it went down an absolute storm. And again, just absolute quality songwriting, which is uh, primarily uh, primarily Jeff Lynne. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff uh, Lynne, uh, as you 
say, an absolutely amazing musician. Um, also, Roy Wood, of course, yeah. who went on to form the band Wizard. Drummer Bev Bevan, the um, original members. I think we're going to get into straight into song number one because yeah. it is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. Um, so to feature, you know, the perfect sound <laughs> of uh, the Electric Light Orchestra, what have you gone for? Yeah, well, there's a lovely little story behind this. So when he was writing this album, so this comes from uh, the Out of the Blue album in 1977. He'd gone to Switzerland uh to to go and go and write the album and he wanted inspiration and apparently for the first two weeks it was all cloudy and rainy and miserable yeah and then uh, <laughs> perfect that, to write a song yeah exactly yeah it sounds like he's gone to the uk in summer um but then all of a sudden the sun suddenly came out and uh, and that inspired him to to write this song which is um mr blue sky Everybody smiles at you 
Well, if ever there's a masterpiece, it's got to be that one, hasn't it? Mr. Blue Sky. I mean, it's just everything but the kitchen sink thrown in there, isn't there? The orchestra, yeah. the fabulous choral vocals yeah. in there. Great use of a vocoda, which I don't think we'd heard before. I, you know, not so 1970s vocoder, yeah. not that much. No, and not not to the uh, the extent that he's used it as well, because it really marries the overall sound. He's got this huge sound that he has to his productions. Yeah, kind of like similar to the Phil Spector Wall of Sounds yeah, for yeah. the States. Very chunky. Sound. Yeah, it really, yeah. really is, and it just sits in there perfectly but yeah gosh the variety within just that <laughs> song is just uh, oh, absolute masterpiece yeah i think when you wake up tomorrow morning and you see the lovely blue skies of dubai you should put that on and, yeah. and play that <laughs> mr blue sky let's have a little more of it yeah. That is that is just a, a masterpiece. I think I'll wrap up and go home <laughs> after that. Yeah, and from those early hits, Kel, yeah. it was Jeff Lynne, the driving force of this band. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's worth just kind of just doing a little bit of a, a bio of him combined yeah. with some some stats of the enormity of ELO. So he was uh, he was born in 1947 and he started playing music in 63. Um, and his early bands were called the Andy Caps and then later a band called the Chads. But I think things started to move when he uh, started a band between 66 and 70 called Idol Race. Okay. Now, during this time, interestingly enough, whilst he was with them, they managed to get into the sessions where the Beatles uh, were recording the White Album Abbey Road. Oh, wow, right. So this had a huge, huge influence to him. And I think when you listen to, to his music, you can hear the Beatles' influence especially because with it, the strings and the orchestration. Yeah, I was going to say, at that yeah. time, the Beatles had, had really moved into using a exactly. lot of orchestration, hadn't they? Yeah, massively. And it's kind of been said that he's kind of taken Mendel to a degree of the Beatles forward with, with what, what he did with ELO. And then after that band, he joined the move. That's where he met um, Roy, Roy Wood. Wood. Uh, and then they disbanded the move and and started ELO. And his kind of thing with it is he wanted to create pop music, rock music, but with a real classical edge. And it had obviously that 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 kind of Beatles influence. But you bring all of those things together, especially the live strings and the orchestration. Mm, I think that ELO took that to the next level, even, even more than the Beatles. Yeah, you know, the Beatles did lovely work with it. Don't get me wrong yeah. on you know Sergeant Pepper's and, and the White Album, but. I think he put it more at the fore, the, the orchestral yeah. stuff. Yeah, very much so. And I think if you think of like kind of mid-70s music as well, it was starting to move in that kind of direction where you almost had that kind of country rock, although this isn't country rock, but it's kind of, you can see where it is a development from the Beatles. Yeah. You know, but with that, with that kind of heavier sound. And a lot of the heaviness doesn't come necessarily from guitars. It comes from the orchestration. Um, and really strong with that. And as I said earlier, and combined with the live shows, absolutely incredible. But um, yeah, so a couple of stats. So they had 15 studio albums selling over 50 million copies. Um, they had four number one albums, 13 top 10 albums, 553 weeks in the top 70, <laughs> 73, <laughs> 50 plus singles. So yeah, yeah it's just 
endless, great, endless. great achievement. Now, this second tune that we're going to play for you, yeah. um, 1976, this was recorded from uh, the album A New World Record. Yeah, yeah. So what I like about this, I mean, this, this, this didn't break the top 10, but it's become kind of one of their one of their better known songs. And again, it's, it's got a bit of everything that kind of encapsulates the sound. It's got big hooks, big sound, that big kind of strings, that string filter to what they're doing. Real kind of driving, driving beat. It's it's a bit further away from the Beatles than than say Mr. Blue Sky. It's got a real kind of drive to it, but unmistakably ELO and um, a track called "It's a Living Thing." It's a terrible thing to lose 
So there's our second track from uh, the band that we're featuring tonight on the uh, show, the Electric Light Orchestra. It's a living thing, 1976. Again, what a, a, an arrangement uh, from the mm. strings. I mean, right from the very start, the solo violin, yeah. you know, scraping away there <laughs> and then getting us into it. And the, just the, the string arrangements are just amazing. It, Was that all Jeff Lynne? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think he he was heavily involved in the the full orchestration of of the complete ELO sound, and it's such a big part of it because it creates that amazing canvas. Which that also, I think that his drum sound is very unique as well, and that's very prevalent on on bands like Traveling Wilburys, which was the band that after he ELO that he did, yeah. yeah, and he did all of that, and a lot of the solo stuff that he's worked off with George Harrison. It's got that very unique, like kind of big, big drum sound, you know, kind of a lot yeah. of reverb and all of those kind of things. Yeah, as that, you say, it's, it's almost like a Phil Spector wall of sound type. Yeah, it really is, and Set I think up. yeah, that that kind of goes to the genius of of him as a musician knowing how to because you've got so many instruments so knowing how to kind of piece them all together so they're weaving out of each mm. other but it creates this wonderful texture of of just rich harmonic kind of beauty and a real feel to it you know it's a it's rock opera isn't it yeah yeah you know, exactly that's, that's yeah. the way i would describe it you yeah know, very much rock Tra- just mentioning a bit more about the traveling wilburys i mean yeah. that, that was the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate band i mean i know roy orbison was in there tom petty uh, um, uh, Bob Jeff Dylan. Lynn, Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan. and yeah. um, Mr. Harrison, I believe. Yeah, George Harrison. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a fair old boy band, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a real that's a real boy band. I think <laughs> we're going to come back. We got uh, another track to play for you uh, once again from the Electric Light Orchestra, and we're also going to play their only ever number one song. That's on the way. This is the Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Yes, indeed, we are talking music on the show with guitarist Cal, um, chosen a band to kind of shine the spotlight on this week. Not one album, but several albums, all of which are absolute classics. It's it's hard to kind of choose one, isn't it, for me alone? It really is, and I think they spend so many so many hits. They're they're the band where you you'll hear the song on the radio and you're like. Oh yeah, I remember them. And then you go into it, and there's there's about six or seven songs which you're like, that's a great song. I haven't heard that for years. I absolutely love it. Mm. And that's mm. why I thought it, rather than concentrate, because when I was tempted to, I think it was Discovery, because that's got that that iconic cover, you know, of of like the uh, the spaceship, spaceship and, and the, the plane yeah. going in. Which um, again, I think that that just adds to part of it because seventies really had those iconic covers, didn't they? When you oh, buy the album, and that's then... a whole new conversation. Is, is album <laughs> yeah. covers for sure? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. That it, it is a beautiful album cover. Is that one? Um, now uh, this next track. Um, don't bring me down 1979 so a few yeah. years, maybe three years on yeah and interestingly enough this was the the only um the only one that doesn't feature strings which is what and yeah, yeah i know i know the orchestra it's, it's, didn't turn up for a day <laughs> no that's it that's it no but apparently he used um from a previous song he used a drum loop uh he used the drums and he kind of looped it which again was that was going back to 79 that's kind of like a groundbreaking technique you know now we all do it on the computer very easily but back then it wasn't yeah so he started building a track around the piano and this and this loop and then it kind of built up from there and there and um and it ended up being apart from the one we'll play in a minute which was the number one which we reveal yeah. in a second um this was this was their um their highest charting single and uh, it's 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 a brilliant one it's it's a real real driving kind of four to the floor they all are right, they? don't yeah, bring yeah. me down
So that's from the album Discovery from ELO 1979. Lost the strings on that, but you know, very much a driving rock and roll sound on, on that song. Yeah, very Cal. much. And I, and I think, again, it really comes from his, his drum production because it's got that huge, huge drum sound. And it, even with that, I mean, you don't notice the strings aren't there, actually, because yeah. it sounds like an ELO record. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, he also apparently went back and helped kind of uh, curate and put together um, some Beatles yeah. songs. Yeah, and I think this is kind of the ultimate mark of respect of him as a musician. So, um, back in 1994, um, the, the, the three surviving members at the time of the Beatles um, were putting together the anthology album. So, uh, he'd, he'd got very close with George Harrison, and at Harrison's request, he was brought in to, to help with with the the overall production and mixing of that album but also and this is a big big compliment because they asked him to do it yeah is to reevaluate um john lennon's original studio material wow. so, so from that then they went ahead and I'd, they had that song free as a bird yeah so it was the first time they'd kind of been reunited on record as the beatles and that was primarily Jeff Lynne who came in to do that and did a massive job with helping out the anthology because i think at that time Obviously, there was there was no more Beatles. Legacy was important to mm, them, mm. and they wanted the right person. I mean, if you think about it, you, they could have had absolutely anyone come yeah. in and produce. Every work producer with. would have snapped their hand off to do that. Exactly, but I think they knew him. He probably understood the Beatles sound better than anyone, and to uh, to allow him that that kind of honour to kind of go there yeah. you go there's there's all John Lennon's original studio yeah. recordings get to work on them there you go and Free as a Bird just a gorgeous gorgeous track yeah so yeah, that, yeah high compliment so what's this number one song then they're uh, only number one I believe yeah <laughs> yeah and it's um, it's actually with Olivia, Olivia Newton-John is it? and the song you'd the have song? never thought would no. you no yellow <laughs> well let's put let's put yellow together with Olivia Newton-John yeah you know um, I would have said that ain't gonna work. No, you know? no, and uh, allegedly at the time, because it was it was 1980, and it's a bit disco-y, so the, the kind of diehard 70s ELO fans were like, oh, I don't like the direction you're going in. <laughs> and as with all these things, when you do an outlier, yeah. number one record.
Just epic. <laughs> Let's put together Olivia Newton-John and the Electric Light Orchestra and we'll have a big, big hit. And that's exactly what happened. Didn't yeah. quite, uh, not quite, well, more successful than the movie I was. I think yeah? so, yeah. I think more people definitely know the song than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So final thoughts then, ELO as, uh, as a band. Gosh, well, I, I think actually listening back to Xanadu, it kind of encapsulates everything. They're like mini symphonies yeah. just within a pop song. Yeah. So to be able to do that just shows the incredible depth of the writing, I think, from... From the production to the strings to the, that iconic drum sound he's had all the way through his career, including, I, I, I have to mention as well, that he co-produced and co-wrote Free Falling, I Won't uh, Back Down, For Running Tom Down Percy. the Dream. Yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. So he's got such a huge catalogue. But um, I, I just kind of go, but always go back to the first song, Mr. Blue Sky, because for me, that's the epitome of a great pop song. You put it on yeah. and you're smiling and moving around. And yeah, uh, yeah no, no, better, no better exponent of that art than um, Jeff Lynne and Yellow. Yeah, superb, um, Kel. Really enjoyed that uh, segment there, looking at the music of the Electric Light Orchestra. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.